That was a week. How about the, how about it, folks? It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. They whoa. They just like so we were like we go ahead and like record an episode, and then everything pops off. <laughs> yeah, so man. we just have to drop that into the into the void. Wow. We're also far enough past it now that like it's died down a bit. Yeah. You know, we kind of like, didn't we record the day of or something or the yeah. day before? I think it was day before. And then we released the day after. And then it feels like it was six months ago. No kidding, dude. Oh, there was, there was Bean Dad right before that. Yeah. John Roderick, uh, it turns out sucks a little bit, which is not good. Don't love that. I had a lot oh. of I have a lot of had a lot of affection uh, for that for that man and his band, but now now you can't not allowed. Wait, do you know who the Bean Dad is? Yeah, Bean Dad is uh, John Roderick, uh, the singer for the Long Winters. Uh, who, if you're not as extremely online as some people are, uh, like I I think that the main story was not that he was uh, uh, casually kind of. Not even cruel, just like a little weird to his kid. You know what I mean? I don't think that's uh-huh. the story. I think the the like the weird anti-Semitic tweets and shit was the actual story behind being dad. That's not good. Yeah, I didn't actually see it. I don't know anything about this. Oh sure. But I've been on Twitter and uh by the way, at RFTB Pod or me at RFTB Dono. Please follow us. I've been working on it. Finch gave me tips. Alex Patak gave me tips. I had one tweet go viral. But anyways, that was on a day that I was like, I'm going to post on Twitter today. I'm going to do it for the podcast. And then I just literally every tweet was about being dad. But I didn't (laughs) see any posts of like the video or whatever it was. And so I was just like, I've I've heard enough about this before I've even seen the video. (laughs) I don't even think there was a video. It's like a tweet thread. Oh, I, in my head, thought it was a dad, and the kid was like, hey, help me open these beans, and he's like, you're a little, oh, this is the pussification of America, you little five-year-old piece of shit, open it yourself. I mean- Is that what happened? Well, okay, so a little context for the the man, for John Roderick. He's like a- um, like a bit of a survivalist type of dude, like a- not exactly like a- bullshit prepper but like a little more outdoorsy and a little more prepared a little too outdoorsy you might say (laughs) maybe um and his his daughter goes like hey i'm I'm hungry and he's like okay uh heat up some beans (laughs) and she's like uh how do i do that and he's like well you open the can of beans and then you make it warm and she's like i don't know how to open a can opener and then he was like well guess we're not gonna eat today she's like yeah like I, she's like, I can't figure it out. And then like, I actually, I read a little bit of the tweet of the thread that he had, he posted this years ago, like as like an observation thing and like a parenting thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is, it wasn't even so bad. It was basically like, he was like trying to make her have some level of like, like self-sufficiency, like trying to figure something out. And I think encouraging a child to figure something out isn't a, isn't necessarily bad yeah fuck i'm gonna get canceled but um, arthur was being dad all along turns out i was being dad um but then i i think the the real story there is that he was posting in this like there was oh how did how did um 
how did Felix put it? He said, oh. uh, like treating in that style of the early two thousands where everyone was tweeting, like I got Hitler for, or I got, um, I got AIDS from gay Hitler or something. Right. Uh, so he like tweeted in that really over the top kind of, you know, shitty style that is, is definitely out of vogue. The um, epic zone, the epic yeah. era. Yeah. Uh, which I, you know, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> and I don't think anybody should have. Uh, so I think that, you know, while I disagree with, uh, I'm not one of those guys that's like cancel cultures run amok, but I think that, uh, we have a tendency to react uh, pretty swiftly to things like this that uh, without very much consideration for who the person is. Like we talked about ContraPoints and what happened with her. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Now Mabim Bam has a new theme song. So I think I said on that, it's like you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But on this one, Arthur, you don't throw the beans out with the bean water. <laughs> <laughs> should also address this <laughs> Don- donovan has grown too powerful and has gained access to a sound maybe he's yeah well now I'm, t- I'm taking the tone down because the the music here is um folks for <laughs> for too long donovan has had access to a soundboard <laughs> it's a real difficult time for me personally because now I have to narrate my feelings while this sad piano music plays because Donovan has access to a soundboard. Uh, don't worry, Arthur. I'll save you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, do you have plaintive piano and rimshot? Is that all you have? I have three options. Dramatic piano, drums, and something I'm not going to reveal until I use it. Okay. I have a three-slot soundboard. Okay. Arthur. We have, we're doing a new service. We're using uh, Zencaster. We're going to buzz market them. Why not? To record. We're trying it out uh, as opposed to the usual clapping thing we've done, which has caused audio issues in the past. Hopefully, this sorts it out. Yeah, okay. And, and if you want to come on the show, we'll just have to send you a link, and then you click on it, and then, we, then we're ready to rock and roll. There you go. So get excited about that and get excited because uh, we got a ball game to win, Arthur. Let's get in there and answer these questions. What do you say, buddy? Oh, my Christ. Oh, fuck. I don't even want to do it anymore because you did that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to soldier on for the for the sake of the program. Guess what? Guess what, folks? My boyfriend owns more thongs than I do. Whoa. My 33F boyfriend, 27M, and I were discussing sex-related things yesterday, and he opened up to me that he wears thongs occasionally. I thought he was joking until I saw his underwear drawer later when I went over to his house. He must have had 30 or 40 pairs in his drawer. I'm not sure what to think. He's an amazing guy all around and super sweet. He buys me flowers almost every other week and gives me the most genuine compliments. He's so encouraging, and I love being around him. I'm going to edit that out, a little belch for you. <laughs> now it's staying. Uh, to his credit, these were all thongs made for men, and he has lots of other styles too. Boxers, boxer briefs, trunks, briefs, etc. I was hoping for more styles of underwear. It would have been good if they were like, you know, rule of sevens would have been fun. Right. Uh, he said they are comfortable and make him feel sexy. Uh, 
I'm glad he felt comfortable sharing this with me. I don't want to embarrass him or make him feel bad, but I've never really heard of guys wearing thongs. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. How would you react? That was posted by throwaway 11113433. I probably would be excited because thongs are great. Yeah. They make people's asses look nice. That's true. Uh, but apparently that's a little too gay for you. It fucking seems by your wording in this with the two and, and to his credit, these were all thongs made for men. Right. What do you mean to his credit? Who yeah. gives a shit? They're fucking thongs, dude. It, <laughs> he's wearing a, don't worry. He was wearing a masculine thong. That, Fuck out of here. That, that thong had a fucking skull decal on it. Absolutely. It had a, like a bottle opener attachment. Cool items. Yeah, that that thong smelled like pine tar. <laughs> uh yeah, fucking Dr. Squatch brand thong. Uh yeah, dude, like I don't know. People just fucking people wear whatever the fuck you want and everybody else just shut up. Pretty much. It's just like your whole question here is kind of all based as if he's doing something wrong. Right. Like you've never heard of guys wearing thongs. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, culturally, it's definitely, you know, in the in, in the U.S. at least seen as more of a woman's thing. Yeah. Uh, but again, who gives a shit? I think we're starting to move past stupid gender norms right. as a society, at least I'm hoping. And uh, this is one of those kinds of things, you know, so as far as like whether it's cool or like it's normal, again, it doesn't fucking matter. And he's clearly comfortable with it. A lot of guys wouldn't be comfortable with it. I think that's cool that he is. Yeah. Um, It's one thing if you just don't like how it looks. Right. But sure. it's different to be like, is this normal? You know, I've yeah. never heard of other guys doing this. Trust this me, is- they do. They do. This is all about her expectations. This is all about where she is in terms of what is what is uh, acceptable for a boyfriend to get up to. And I think you have to answer that question for yourself uh, and not let societal expectations dictate what you think is cool. Like, do you like absent of any societal expectations around what kind of underwear? Do you think it's cute? Do you think the thongs are good looking on him? Do you like the 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 curl of his butt? Do you enjoy this? Uh, right. If, if so, then great. If you don't like it, then that's a different issue. But, exactly. Yeah. And that's okay not to be into something, you know? Yeah. Maybe this dude has a shitty ass covered in ingrown hairs. Maybe he has a shitty doo-doo ass. It's like Hank Hill's butt. You know, he needs the gluteal implants. And so the thong is just like accentuating the fact that he has no ass. And you're like, come on, this does not work for you. Mm -hmm. Come on, buddy. You know, or maybe you don't like the style of them. He's he's getting or something. And like that, you know, that's okay not to be like we're saying. It's okay not to be into into some things. Um, But like then you got to consider, is that enough for you to try to tell him not to? Because he clearly loves him. He's got 30 to 40 pairs. Yeah. So that might be a fucking deal breaker if you're not into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, he makes a good point. They are comfortable and make you feel sexy wearing them. So you are a thong man, 
right? I wear a thong. I wear a thong. I've spoken on the thong. Uh, I've referred to it as a banana hammock. Uh, Yeah, budgie smuggler. Budgie smuggler is very strong as well. Um, Yeah, I I like them. Or like even just like like briefs sometimes, just like a little smaller than a boxer brief, you know? It's it's just like a fun little sexy secret you got wearing around your uh, genitals all day. It's great. Um, Right. So I don't know. She's, she's got to fucking lighten up. She's got to chill out. I think so too. Again, if you're not so into it, that's all right. But this doesn't seem like something you're going to be able to stop this guy from doing. I don't think you should, you know, be trying to stop him either. If this is too much for you, then maybe just this ain't right. But I I think it's just going to be a lot easier just to just relax about the thongs, man. How does that scenario go? Uh, trying to stop him from wearing thongs. She, uh, well, you know, there's a few. She could have the backhanded way where she is slowly taking them and replacing them with regular briefs or something, or have the full on like sit down, like we always talk about communication of like, hey, you wear all these thongs. I'm really not into it. But I reiterate, this man has thirty to forty thongs. I don't think he's going to give it up. No. There's, there's there's no turning back for him. And he shouldn't have to. They have to. It's a powerful collection, fucking 30 to 40, and rat on him for having having the confidence to fucking rock 30 to 40 pairs. Yeah. If for 30 to 40 pairs of uh thongs for his feral hog. For his single feral hog. Nice one, dude. <laughs> I'm getting quick on the draw with it. Nice. Uh, if you don't, hey, if you don't like the soundboard, send us a thing in the question box, and we will never do it again. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, th- that's one way to drive fan engagement. Lie to them about things. That you do. <laughs> well, don't tell them I said the second part. <laughs> it looks like you can edit it too. In Ooh. the future, we might be able to uh, get some, you know, custom drops in there or something. Love it make a donovan soundboard 30 to 40 thongs 30 30 to 40 thongs <laughs> okay next question next question my 30m girlfriend 27f figured out that she loves getting off to pegging me Woo! it helps her get off more than anything else it's changed her a lot sexually we never have normal sex anymore what should i do So my girlfriend and I always like to explore new things. We're kinky and willing to do anything once. One thing that we really like is ass play. The other month we decided to buy a strap on so that she could use it on me. It's something that we've always wanted to try. It was very painful the first time she used it, but she seemed to love it. I went down on her afterwards and she came several times. I'd never seen her be that wet or that horny. And the next time we had sex, to my surprise, she pulled it out again and wanted to use it. I obliged as I knew how much it turns her on from the last time. And it had the same effect again. Every time that we have had sex since then, she has used it. And we are also having sex more often, so it's getting used a lot. I've also noticed that this has made her more dominant in bed. It's like she is the man now. Okay. Okay. Our whole sexual dynamic has really changed. 
A few times we went to have sex. I told her that I just wanted to do her like normal and not bring out the strap on. Many of the times she's just denied the sex, the sex, I assume. And other times she let me, but just seemed really bored. It's like she can't get off to normal sex anymore. She hardly ever lets me put my penis inside of her anymore. And when I do get to finish, it's just when she's pagging me. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely enjoy the panging as a once in a while thing, but every time is tiring. It just makes me sad that we can't have good sex without it anymore. It also scares me with how much has changed her. What's going on with us? How can I get things back to normal? What should I do? And that was posted by Throw Throw Ragoni Pawn. Throw Throw Ragoni Pawn. Ragoni Pawn. Ragoni Pawn? That sounds like some Pokemon bullshit. (laughs) Your girlfriend has discovered some shit about herself and the way that she likes to fuck. (laughs) And it, I, I just don't know if things will ever be the same again. I think that that part of your life is over. Right. Cause she's this into it. Yeah. You know, and you notice that she's doing, she's leaning more dominant now. It sounds like she might've been a dom this whole time. Yep. Uh, but as you said it, it's like, she's the man now there's, mm-hmm. there's kind of a dumb, you know, and it, and it is accurate in terms of like just kind of norms, but that's kind of a reflection of this societal norm too. But that men, uh, they do the dominant, women do the submissive. You know, right. again, that's not uncommon. That's probably the norm. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't have, it's not a gender thing. You know, it's just if you're into being dominant or submissive or maybe both, you got the switch thing going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, she spent so much time not being able to engage in the dominant thing so much because you're told not to. And like a lot of guys will not be into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were open to it and she's really fucking into it. But now like your dynamic has changed, right? Because if she's this into it, yeah, you were into dominant stuff before. Is she down to do switch shit or is she fully like, you know, it sounds like she's just not into that at all. Right. Into the into the non-dominant stuff. Um, and that, you know, it, depending on that degree, it might be incompatible, but yeah, that's, that's where I was going to go. I think that, uh, as, as, as sad as it is, I think that this, that chapter of your sexual relationship with her is over. This is not how she likes to fuck anymore. And I, it's, it's not a reflection on either of you in a bad light. I think it's literally just, she learned that you guys aren't compatible. Right. People, uh, people change, get into different things. Absolutely. Like, uh, so she comes into this with the preloaded societal expectations that, uh, she's going to be submissive and, you know, take more of like a passive role in, in sexual Congress. And then, you know, you open up to, it's like, you guys start doing butt play. I would be interested to know how vanilla she was when you met her. And if you've like really been opening her up on things, Right. Because yeah, if she came in, you know, completely suppressing or completely unaware of like that interest and having not explored it at all, it's a fucking Pandora's box, dude, you know, yeah. in a good way. Like you're, you get to discover all this stuff, try all this new stuff. Uh, but like Arthur's saying, that might not be compatible with the relationship dynamic you've had. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable changing to accommodate that, this might not work out. Yeah. If uh, you are not going to be, 
a little pain piggy for her, then, <laughs> then maybe it's over. Right. That being said, you know, we are jumping a little bit to worst case here. That's yeah. just kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. Yeah. You got to you gotta talk to her about this and really lay it out, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that they said they kind of brought up normal sex sometimes, but it's rare. She's not so much into that. The um, fact the fact that she seems like completely fucking bored, like from what right. you described, like when you do try to do a uh, uh, penetrative sex where she's receiving your penis, uh, the fact that she seems so fucking bored by that uh, indicates to me that that's that's just not where she wants to be. Right. That's that's where it's pointing to me, too. Um, but but you are into it. You know, in general, you're just not into this much of it. And yeah. I mean, that gives me kind of a hope side on this. I I think just open up to her about where you're at. Try to see where yeah. she is at in terms of like kink discovery or like yeah. if this is something that she absolutely needs from then on out. Yeah. And from there, you know, you can decide if this is totally incompatible or if it's not. You know, fucking explore like, hey, you, it seems like you're into being submissive, but you're also into the dominant stuff. Is she cool being the sub sometimes? You know, right. it's it just got to you could try to see if you can work out a balance that kind of meets both your needs here. But again, if that's not there's potential for that not to be possible. Right. Uh, I have a question for a question asker. Uh, what's your girlfriend's number? <laughs> I want to know. Are- Arthur's down to be full-time pain piggy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I had a partner who was a fab and was like, you only get to come when I'm pegging you. Oh, mm, 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 mm. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Sai. Yeah. I don't, I don't know so much about that. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not in the subspace as much as I am. I'm a, just, I'm a disruptor in the subspace. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I definitely lean down, but I'm, I, I, I kind of tried out both things. And I like, if this was me in this situation, I have to call it quits. I could not right. fucking, I couldn't do that every single time. You know? I mean, I want to, I want to like penetrate sometimes, but right. This sounds, this sounds pretty fucking good. <laughs> sounds pretty right, fucking good, Donovan. Well, 27F, can you come grab Arthur and 30M? I got nothing for you, homie. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking got him. I don't have the toilet flush sound effect yet, but I will. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Hey, it's the favorite part of the show. It's the motherfucking question box. Asking all the questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, Indeed. Asking all these questions. You guys are. You're asking all of these questions. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Why? Making statements. Assuming. Uh, we got two in here this week. Sick. Solidly long questions. Thank yeah. you uh, to both y'all who, who sent these in to us. Uh, if you're listening and you're not familiar with the show or you don't know how to ask the questions, this is the anonymous question box, the segment of the show where we take listener questions. You can ask them anonymously. 
If you'd like to send one in, you can go to our website, rftb.me, and click the link for Ask Your Question, uh, or go to our Instagram bio, uh, Radio Free Tote Bag, or Twitter, as I mentioned before, at rftbpod. Please, please follow a wannabe wannabe tweet guy. Uh, Anyways, uh, like I said, we we got two of them in here. This first question in the question box goes like this. Hey guys, love the show and the good work you're doing. I have a somewhat, thank you. Uh, I have a somewhat philosophical relationship question. My wife, F30, and I, M30, have been together for 11 years and married for eight years now, and things are great. We were raised very traditionally Christian and followed the prescribed path, minus the gender roles, all the way through. We are each the only person we have ever dated and had sex with or even kissed. We did everything the, quote, right way to conservatives, and it has turned out fantastic. We are incredibly close since we basically never had independent adult lives from each other. We don't seem to get jealous about anything, but from conversations we have had, I suspect that both of us would be perhaps unreasonably bothered by either of us having uh, other past partners. Sex is great now, but obviously we had some significant learning to do early on. I feel like doing all that learning together has made us even closer. Looking solely at my life, the conservative stance on dating and sex makes sense. But as a leftist, I certainly do not believe that this is the only path. However, I wonder, even within a leftist context, do you all think it actually represents some people's ideal path? I usually only hear this sort of lifelong partner... I usually only hear this sort of lifelong single partner life ridiculed, often with good reason, in leftist spaces, and I can't decide if I've just been brainwashed to think that this is great. We both feel strong possessiveness for each other, which I feel is one of the toxic aspects of traditional attitudes on relationships, but I guess one that works in our favor since it's mutual? Does the conservative ideal mesh well with our particular personalities? Uh, personalities <laughs> should end with a question mark when there's a question. <laughs> we were molded in such a way by our upbringing. Were we molded in such a way by our upbringings that the conservative ideal became an excellent way for us to be happy in our relationship? It's hard for me to imagine being more satisfied with my love life, but do I just lack the experience to say otherwise? In many ways, I feel like we got lucky, but we also significantly invested in each other to make this work as well as it does. We both waited until college uh, until college to date at all. We were friends before we dated and took things very slowly at every stage to be sure that we worked well before committing any further. We even did the dreaded no sex before marriage thing. In other words, I feel like to some extent this is something you can choose to do rather than just falling out of the sky into your lap. We are leftists now, and yet now after exposure to and support of a wide range of human sexual paths and philosophies, neither of us would change what we did in our own lives. Should I promote what we did? Anyway, I would love to hear your thoughts on the matter, and sorry if this was too long. TLDR, I enjoy the fact that I married the only girl I ever dated, but I wonder if a leftist can promote this experience as a potential goal for others when it is related to so many other toxic and awful conservative ideas around sex and relationships. Thank you for this, this variety of questions. There's a lot to unpack here. 
Yeah, no kidding. And I don't think this is something we've particularly talked about on here. We we have derided it. We have done that that typical leftist derision thing from time to time. True. Because uh, oftentimes it's not good, right? Mm-hmm. But this it's very much, I think, that relationship setups, I guess, a poly situation or getting married or like an open relationship. Like there's no real one size fits all to that. Right. You got to find whatever works for the individual person. And so while I think because of that, there's a problem with saying everybody needs to get married. Everybody has to have a family, a man and a woman, mm-hmm. only that. Cause like I said, that fucks over a lot of people. Cause that's not what they want. Yeah. Uh, but that's still kind of a norm in part because, you know, a lot of people are into that or, or think they're into that at yeah. least. The way, we, uh, the way we're acculturated, like I remember knowing of the concept of cheating when I was like five years old. Shit, man. Like before I knew even what sex was, I knew of the concept of, well, there's, there's certain things that you do with your partner, with the one you love, the person you love. Certain things you do with them that you don't do with other people, period, under no circumstances, right? Yeah. So, like, that's, like, we're, we're acculturated to believe that from, like, very early on when my understanding of, like, polyamorous theory is that, you know, what one person does with another person has little impact on what they do with you. You know what I mean? You right. can You can do whatever with whoever, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything about what you want to do with someone else right um that being said uh that is the way we're acculturated we just get this um this like monogamous thing kind of drummed into us um so i don't let's see i wonder that even within a leftist context do you think it actually represents some people's ideal path yes i think for some people that this this is the best thing that's going to that's going to work out the best for you. You have to luck up so fucking hard. Right. Um, and that's a big thing here. Like I it's good of you to consider this and be somewhat self-critical and just like think about where you're at. You know, a lot of people don't fucking ever do that. Right. Um but like we're saying there's there's nothing wrong with your situation. It sounds like it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good thing. You're lucky that you have this, you know, a big part of why, and a lot of people do a lot of dating first is because it takes fucking forever to find the right person and to develop to the level you need to be at and all that. Uh, But y'all found it early. It seems like that's what both of y'all wanted. So that is good. There, there also is a certain amount of making it work in a relationship and like being willing to make the compromises necessary for a relationship to have longevity mm-hmm. and so depending on like how lucky you were in terms of meeting somebody initially and how uh carefully you take the steps um once you kind of lock in uh you can you can make it work as long as things aren't like awful right so if you're invested in if you're invested in a partner, you're more likely to have longevity with it. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is that like, if you are slow and careful and and make the determinations necessary, you can have the first person you have sex with be somebody you're compatible with and willing to make these compromises for. Right. If that makes any sense. No, definitely. And I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a trade off like any other arrangement. 
you know, with, with this one, you know, there's the ease of it. It kind of worked out for the two of you. Uh, that's, that's what works out. You're happy. You've put the work in on it. Obviously the trade-off is, you know, you missed out on experiences that people have when they're dating. Sure. Or experiences with a variety of people, you know, with different sexual experiences, etc. Uh, but that's one of those things where like, it doesn't sound like you really wanted that, or you would prefer what you have here to that. Cause like with questioning this, you know, if I'm in your shoes, I mean, I think it's good to think about these things. And if it's really like eating at you or there's a problem essential to think about these things. Um, but I, I would just make sure there's, there's a little, if you have any issues going on or any kind of like concerns about the relationship or feeling at all, like unfulfilled, just like in a little bit kind of way, I think kind of thinking on that a little bit too much might put you in a bad place too. Right. Like I think on one hand, it is good to think about this, but also like, you, it seems like you have a very good setup. You have your lives very, you know, tied together too. Uh, not really worth, I think, kind of like undermining that. Right, right. If I was, that was kind of fully thought. happy there, you know. That was that was the first thing I thought of when uh, when you when question asker raised this question. It's like uh, we're doing really great. Everything's fantastic. Um, is is this okay? <laughs> Is what I felt like, you know what I mean? Is how I kind yeah, of read it. Yeah. Um, and the answer is yes. Like if, if things are working out for you, things are great. And you can definitely grass as greener yourself into fucking up something really good. Right. Um, so definitely don't do that. We definitely don't want you to do that. But uh, if in the process of thinking about this, and I think you would kind of know already though, mm-hmm. uh, if there is like this big sense of unfulfillment though, that might be worth you know, reflecting on and, and investigating. Uh, so you don't just kind of like sit with resentment for it. But again, like I don't get, that's the sense. I don't get the sense. That's, that's what you're saying here. Yeah. Uh, Uh, one, one more thing I wanted to, to look at here, um, is the context. So you're talking about this in like a political context too. Um, and, uh, Mariam and Rowan, when we had them on the anarcho agony ants, they, they kept using the term and it was actually the first time I'd been exposed to it, the term sexual politics. And it seems like there is like among, of course, among conservatives, right? There's this, uh, sexual politic around monogamy and, you know, even some people go so far as to say that, uh, sex is only, acceptable when it's for the purpose of procreation and uh, clearly on the left that that doesn't exist as much. But I do think that there is a lot of room in uh, leftist spaces for a variety of sexual attitudes. And so I wouldn't concern yourself so much with um, like, does this make me a bad leftist? If um, I'm interested, you know, if I, if I don't want to go to this fucking swingers club or whatever, you know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm not as sexually adventurous, does that make me less of a leftist? And I don't think that's the case. No, definitely not. Your your personal preferences are are yours. It's just yeah. it's the difference between you know being this and being this and insisting that that's the only way it can be. Right. Telling other people you know they're not doing it right unless they're doing it that way, which you're clearly not doing. You know, uh, so. I'm I'm somewhat concerned with the idea of promoting this as a potential goal. 
How did you yes. put it? Uh, I wondered if a leftist can promote this experience as a potential goal for others when it is related to so many other toxic and awful conservative ideas around sex and relationships. Hmm. I don't know, but like we do this show and we very clearly have like, we're like serial monogamists. If you want to put like a term to what Donovan and I do in our personal relationships. Right. Am I a serial monogamist? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a, that's a reasonable term for what we do. So like we're willing, we'll date. Right. And we'll have, we'll have sex with people before marriage. Um, but we like, we do monogamy. Yeah. Uh, and we do so in a, in a way that like, we understand that that monogamy can come to an end and we will do monogamy with someone else. Gotcha. So that's, uh, I see what you're saying. That would be, I was just, I was single for like three years, just talking up with people. And I was like, that doesn't seem like serial monogamy. That was serial, not monogamy, (laughs) you know, serial, not monogamy button. Thank you. God, that was sloppy. My mouse wasn't working. Oh, Jesus. This is too much power for one Donovan. Okay. I, I had one other thing on the, the yeah. promoting part there. There, you know, I, I think it's cool for you to be like, hey, this worked for me. Yeah. And this is how it went. But again, it's the difference between that and, hey, you should do this. Yes. You should go after, you know, this thing that I did. Because again, that's not going to fit everybody. It's oh. totally cool that it doesn't. Yeah, what I wanted to – so, like, we're serial monogamous before I got sidetracked on what exactly a serial monogamous is. I'm not certain that we necessarily promote that. You know what I mean? Do you think that, like – I don't – maybe it is, um, but, like, I don't – I didn't set out to – when we started doing the show, I wasn't like, I want to promote the idea of serial monogamy. Right. Right? It Um, certainly influences what we say, I'm sure, and our beliefs to some extent. But, yeah, Yeah. I don't – you know, I I don't think both of, both of us uh, have kind of expressed that we're pr- the poly thing isn't for either of us, right? You know, uh, and so I th- we bring that up, but uh, nothing wrong with with being poly. If it was, know? I would probably be a poly evangelist though. Like if it did work out for me, I'd be like, everyone should do that. <laughs> join my cool, bro. Yeah, join the cool, bro. Uh, okay. But yeah, so like, yeah, what we said about um, promotion versus um, sharing it as a, I think you, you kind of couch it correctly, question asker, when you say as a potential goal for others, like potential, I think, that, right. I think that that's okay. Um, and I don't think that it makes you a bad leftist. No, but again, you know, it, it, in what you're doing now, it is worth reflecting on these things and to what extent being in this is because that's what you wanted versus being in this because, you know, your upbringing and, and culture pushed you into it to an extent. Right. And it's possible that both can be true. And it's possible that only the latter could be true. You pushed into it, but still be happy. Cause again, works for some people. It's only a problem. And we have a problem with society as a whole, pushing people towards that again, not cause it's a problem with monogamy, but there's a problem with trying to enforce that on fucking everybody. Let people do whatever they want to do as long as it's consensual and it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the question though. Again, uh, yeah. interesting topic to have Genuinely, on here. This was, this was a good, good question for sure. Good times. 
All right, we got one more in here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hi, guys. What's up, though? Hey, I need some porn suggestions. Okay. I30F used to use the standard free tube sites, mostly out of convenience, but they've gotten so gross. Oh, God. Big burp. But they've gotten so gross, I swear half of it is incest porn that I just can't get down with. And I want to support sex workers and pay for my porn. The trouble is, I'm having a hard time finding the right site. I want to support feminist porn, but find a lot of the quote-unquote female-friendly porn is kind of boring, too long, and doesn't have enough variety. I like to be able to browse through a lot of short videos when I'm trying to get off, not watch a movie. I'm into watching mostly straight sex that's on the rougher side. Not usually hardcore dom stuff, but things like DP, gangbangs, etc. And really enjoy when the man slash men are super into it, a little aggressive and vocal. So far, feminist porn hasn't provided these things for me, but I've only tried a few sites and don't want to spend a bunch of time and energy signing up for a ton of sites that end up not being what I'm looking for. Any thoughts on where to look or what to try? Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I do have thoughts about porn. I think about porn a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So you said you... You use the the regular tube sites, and uh, the biggest one, of course, being Pornhub. Everyone knows Pornhub. Uh, there are legitimate um, issues around Pornhub. There's a lot of genuine uh, criticism. There's some genuinely fucked up shit going on yes. with it. We just got to be pretty outright on that with yeah. unconsensual videos and posting stuff from sex workers and so they're not getting any income on it. There's been support of production companies and shit that have like done things that are really coercive and fucking rape. Like there's a lot of really bad fucking stuff going on with um, that place. You know, that's the big one, but I'm sure a lot of the other like kind of aggregator sites. Right. Um, What I was going to say, this is sort of a plug for Pornhub. Like I wanted to make it clear that like I understand the criticisms around it, but there is a specific feature that I think addresses what question asker is looking for. Hmm. Um, and there's actually there's a joke on I'm wow I'm gonna sound like the worst man on the planet. There's a joke on Rick and Morty yeah. that, that approaches this. Oh yeah, talk about how like Pornhub's great and Rick and Morty's funny. Um, yeah and john roderick and and i'm so fucking canceled after this episode (laughs) i'm canceled to shit and back um but uh make an account on pornhub and fill out your taste profile tell it what you like and then this fucking algorithm will bring you porn that you enjoy uh because i get it's tough to like you know just like type in a search term and dig through you know the mountain of shit or like browsing from the front page always a giant pain in the ass never what you're looking for on the front page um so yeah make an account and give you know let the robot know what porn you like (laughs) and then you will it's very orwellian this machine will tell you what to masturbate to (laughs) fuck man but it will find exactly what you're looking for tell you that well there you go that's that's fucking practical definitely helps get into the more 
specific stuff you're you're looking for as i far definitely as, feel the browsing through multiple short videos yeah as far as um supporting sex workers i'm 100 percent on board for doing that um there are usually like studios will have their own website um so if there's like a specific style of porn that you're into then you can find a studio that makes that find their website and subscribe and uh, what that'll do is you're paying money to the studio that produces that material, um, which, you know, is like pays the salary of the of the actors uh, in those films. So you're supporting the sex workers and uh, the type of content that you enjoy. I'd also look into specific, uh, you know, cam girls or just what, what sex performers like yeah, more individual right. ones right you got that there's uh i know there's different subreddits for these kind of things there's things for all different kinds of specifics uh i've mentioned before i'm not a huge porn dude so i can't point you to something specific but i think like if you know if it's important here to you that you're, you're, you know, you're looking for kind of the specific type of thing that is outside of the mainstream, you know, for, for porn in the U S that tends to be much more male centered. Um, but I think it's a similar deal to what Arthur's saying with, with studios. If you find one that's good, uh, if you find somebody that you like in the stuff that they do and all that supporting that person directly, you know, without any of that money going to fucking management or what, whatever the hell. Sure. I know OnlyFans takes a portion of it, you know, but yeah. there's there's different ways that you can kind of directly uh, help somebody out, which is which is pretty cool. We should be paying people for for fucking work. Absolutely, pay people what they're worth too. For God's love, yeah, give me a million dollars just for showing one of my nipples. That's <laughs> what I'm worth. That's what Donovan's worth. See, I love God. I love this dynamic where like you have this this character of being very. Uh, very into yourself and very like <laughs> one nipple is worth a million. And I'm like, Character. I don't know. If you give me like, if you give me like five dollars, I'll put a sharpie in my asshole. <laughs> I love leaning into it. <laughs> I really do. You know. God, I'm fucking. Sometimes you gotta. Fantastic. Sometimes you gotta lean in. <laughs> yeah pretty funny character i'm doing i is agree this, arthur is this what feminists mean when they say lean in or whatever <laughs> oh fucking a yeah uh give me money and i'll show you one of my nipples golden pepperonis i call them they're fucking <laughs> oh, worth their worth their weight and uh platinum oh, no. I don't like golden pepperoni. I don't like that. Yeah, well, that's what it's called, buddy. <laughs> this is this is my nipples only only fans, <laughs> and I'm gonna call it golden pepperonis. Yeah, go to onlyfans.com/slash/golden pepperonis, and you'll find Donovan's fucking delicious nipples. Goldie P, baby. Whoa, oh, the tasks okay. are coming off. That's a okay. million dollars per nip. All right, we got we to gotta roll. So I got to get this next question in, baby. Right. Thank you for your questions. If you're out there, uh, send us some more questions. RFTB.me, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, I need first toy recommendations. Hmm. Hello. Hi. Hi. 
I'm looking for my first toy, and I'd like to get some thoughts. First, I'm not young, 42F, and married. I do not want my hubby to know, at least yet, so shipping needs to be discreet. I'm interested in both vibrator type and dildo type, but if it's a vibrator, it needs to be very silent. For dildo type, I'm also debating between realistic or just tube-shaped. Thanks. This <laughs> supposed to buy Oven Historical 1862. All right. I'm just going to start off and say I fucking hate the word hubby. Yeah. More than any other word, possibly. I really don't like that one. Damn. No offense out there if you use hubbies. I'm just saying, don't do that. Or wifey. Ugh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fucking rough, too. Okay. Uh,. So that's enough of my criticism of your vernacular. What about the dildos? What about those dildos? Uh, I do enjoy that she described it as tube shaped. I think that's very good. I'm also debating between realistic or cylindrical. I'm just thinking here and looking through this. Interested in both vibrator type and dildo type. But yeah. If it's a vibrator needed to be silent, that's going to be tough. That sounds like Pokemon types, the way she's describing it. Vibrator type. Vibrator type. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's, there's some comments in here that like the Liberté by natural contours was my first and still to this day, my favorite, um, like any, like, I don't have any like specific ones in terms of like an, like an individual product, but like classes of products that I can give you, uh, suggestions on. If you're, if it's your very first one and you just want something to like, uh, like beat up your, uh, your clitoris with. Just get just a regular ass bullet. Just get like you for like no dollars. You can get like a very cheap uh, bullet to play with. Right. Find out if you like it or not. Yeah. And like decent, you know, it's not a bad quality one. Or you can get one that's fine. 10 bucks, 15 bucks. Right. For like nothing. The, yeah. the noise, though, I've never I've never encountered a vibrator that wasn't real fucking loud. Or specifically like bullets are like fucking yeah it sounds like a plane taking off bullets are incredible and that's most of my experience with them are that kind but it's incredibly loud uh i've got a wand that's not too bad um you can get like a decently quiet wand vibrator it's weird like the bigger they are the quieter they are it seems kind of fucking, fucking counterintuitive but it has something to do with like the the speed at which the because you know how vibrator works right there's a little motor that spins around. It's a motor and it's attached to a weight. And it's an uneven weight. And it's an uneven weight. Exactly. Um, so depending on like the size of the weight compared to the strength of the motor determines how loud it is. Uh, and on a bigger one, it can be like a lighter weight on a bigger motor. And that's somehow it's like quieter or it can be like a bigger weight on it's like yeah bigger passes. It's like a PS4 controller. Those are pretty quiet. Get one of those. Dual use. Yes. Uh, there is a video game that I found the other day, not looking for it, um, <laughs> on Steam. It's called Mr. Masaji. Uh, uh-huh. and it's, it's a dating sim that connects to uh, a controller, and it vibrates. Whoa. Like, based on, so like, you know, if you do good in the dating sim, you get a better vibration simulator when you when you win the round. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of like sex games on Steam. 
but yeah, honestly, like uh, like a controller is not not bad. That's the here's the other other thing with this is just you know thinking on your sex life and all that. Are you do you tend to get off through penetration or through you know more clit stimulation? All right. If it's more clit stuff, probably uh, probably want to lean vibrator. Right. Most folks I know with a vagina more have the vibrator than the dildo. Yeah. You know. Uh, but again, if the noise thing is really a problem, and if you're you know you're into penetration, just getting a standard ass dildos, you know, that's not a bad option. Yeah. Uh, you will like unless you're very lucky, you will probably hate the material of the first one you get. Uh, we talked a little bit about, um, dildo materials being, uh, widely like wildly different from each other. Right. Uh, so maybe you'll luck up and get something good. Um, Drop the good money on it. Yeah. You don't have to go fucking crazy with this one. It's your first thing. Uh, but we've said before, you don't really want to cheap out on on this kind of thing. It's For going sure. inside you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I, you know, that's both. I think get a bullet or get a regular kind of dildo. I don't know, realistic or just tube shaped. I, I don't have a vagina. I'm not really a dildo in the butt kind of fella. Sure. I feel like the realistic would have some texture to it if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, I, I own two realistics and they're not my favorite. Interesting. Yeah. I might go with, with, uh, just a, a tube shaped. Yeah. <laughs> go to the Simpsons merch store and get the anatomic carpet rod. Uh, <laughs> replica. The name, it, the name of it is the employee of the month. <laughs> oh, that's a good sex toy name. Actually. That's very good. <laughs> the employee of the month. Hey, good luck out there though. That's exciting. Yeah, you, know? you love to see it. You love to see people taking steps uh, to uh, improve their uh, sexy times, especially with absolutely love that shit. Good on you. Okay, here's another question. Okay, my mom texts my friends and girlfriend constantly. My. 21M mom, 61F, keeps texting my friends and girlfriend. It's always been annoying and overbearing, but it's crossed a line. She almost texts some of my friends more than I do. She's never met most of them, nor my girlfriend. I met my GF around a year ago. My mom asked her for her number for quote unquote emergencies, but I knew what would happen. I said no, as she and I weren't dating yet and had only really been talking for about three or so weeks. My mom proceeded to check my recent followers on Instagram and ask among them to figure out who she was. Holy fuck. Once she figured it out, she began texting her. I don't want this. She has also continued to talk to some of my closer friends that she had messaged. My girlfriend and I have hit the nine months of dating now, and my mom's texting her has wrapped up, ramped up considerably. She almost texts my GF more than I do. Mom is overbearing and began complaining to her and talking about me, little embarrassing childhood moments. I hate it. I told her to stop, and she said, at least I won't be an awful mother-in-law. Uh. If she keeps going like this, she may not get to be a mother-in-law. 
She does the same thing with the friends to a lesser degree. Some are now very awkward around me as they weren't close before this, or they weren't close before, but this has pushed them away. I'm terrified she will do the same for my GF. She won't stop. She even emailed my college professor to check up on my grade. I'm doing well in classes, but it wasn't her place to do so. The professor shut her down and alerted me. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good on you, prof. I recently went on a backpacking trip. My phone was without signal with one of my best friends, and she took this as the opportunity to go back and FB message my estranged high school friends to try to arrange days for them to see me and her. I haven't talked to any of these people in years. I got back and got mad, and she said, your friends are my friends too. (laughs) (laughs) If she said it. She has done stuff like this since early high school, but I wasn't in a place to stop it, nor was it as persistent and aggressive as it is now. I can't have any accounts public, nor tell her who I see, but this makes her cast her net wider. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to lose my family over this shit, but I need freedom and the ability to have my own life. TLDR, my mom won't stop texting my GF, nor my friends, no matter what I do. It's causing serious difficulty with my relationships. That was posted by Wolford Doodle. Jesus. The the severity of this, it cannot be overstated. I think that this is like very fucked up behavior on your mom's fault, on your mom's part. Yeah, I'm, I'm immediately concerned about her mental health. Yes, 100%. Like, I'm like, this is psychotic behavior. Right. This was also posted three days ago. This is, you know, all this shit is during quarantine, right? So I, if it's ramping up recently, I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it. Mm. You know, it's like, does she, is she still with your father? Does she have a partner or is she just in the house by herself most of the time? Sure. Cause I could definitely see this being somebody who's kind of isolated, you know, maybe has some issues with, uh, boundaries or maybe some mental health stuff going on. And then within this COVID situation and the quarantine, she's just fucking leaning into it harder. Cause yeah. you know, maybe she doesn't have anybody. I feel like you have got to get a third party involved. This has got, absolutely to be, this has got to be like, cause she, she doesn't, she doesn't respect your uh, compunctions here. Like, hey, right. uh, can you not text my friends? They're my friends too. I immediately thought of the the communist meme. Our friends, <laughs> tenemos. <laughs> um, so get fucking get get someone else involved. Get anyone else, any of these friends. Oh my god, you can maybe get the friends to tell her that let that they. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like convince your friends to be like, we hate you. <laughs> we hate you. Don't talk to me. Convince your friends to cyber bully your mom. Yeah, dude. <laughs> They're just sending her like mean memes. <laughs> like when your friend's mom texts you repeatedly for some reason, when you're not friend, when, when somebody went to high school's mom, text you constantly jesus yeah dude the the sleuthing that she's getting up to this like i i immediately am concerned for her mental health i am concerned for like almost your safety like what the fuck right it's it's ugly right here yeah 
There's some helicopter parenting issues with the fucking emailing the professor, but it's just overall just complete lack of boundaries. Yeah. You got to have some fucking boundaries. So if you have anybody, you know, I don't know what the family situation is. You know, if you're in touch with your father uh, or like I said, if she's a partner, maybe you have siblings or like aunts or uncles who could help. You got to find somebody who knows her, who is I want to say close to her, but again, like what if she's totally fucking isolated like this? If you ideally find somebody close to her to help with this, uh, especially like an aunt or an uncle or somebody like her age and all that. Uh, But then on top of that, if if you can't find somebody like that, just alerting friends or talking to somebody about this so that it's not just you isolated with this. Uh, cause with this kind of boundary crossing shit, it can get much, much worse if it's just between you two. Yeah. You don't like really bring it up with people. Although I don't know, clearly your friends know about it cause she won't stop sending them fucking rare pay pays. <laughs> uh, what if you like, okay. So you meet somebody new, like a new friend and you tell them, okay, check it out. My mom is going to friend you on Instagram. It's just going to happen. It's just a fact of life. You just have to block her. Right. I think that's a good move. It's just I, putting the foot down yeah. with the block. Doesn't leave her any room to engage. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, I've told her like a hundred times. Like the only thing that works is you just have to block her. Good call again. And then, and then it sucks and she's going to hate it. But I think right. that she'll have, she'll have to understand that that's, that that became necessary. Right. And the severity of this and how much it's fucking with you. Sometimes you just gotta put the foot down like that. Yeah. Sorry you're dealing with this. It's, That's gotta be mad fucking stressful. Yeah, dog. And just uncomfortable having to, because it's so many people, it sounds like. Dude, can you imagine having to like message 30 fucking people, a bunch of people you went to high school with, who you probably hate, and be like, hey, uh, don't like the memes my mom sends you. Please block her. It just encourages her. Yeah. I, God, this has to be exhausting. I'm yeah. sorry you're going through this. Yeah. Uh, fuck. It's funny, but it also sucks. Right. Yikes. All right. You want to talk about this lube right quick? Yeah, I did. Like, I was like, yeah, I've got to. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. We got to. We got to. Hey, we got to talk about lube to lube up our listeners for this outro. Outro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it that time. All right. Can you, can you, what's, hmm, what's some kind of, is there any kind of sound that like we use to kind of like pump someone up to like when they're about to like do something kind of high pressures or anything? Any kind of like musical sting, maybe like an organ that we, mm. that maybe people play? I'm trying to think of it. An air horn? No, like play the fucking the baseball charge. Play it. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Hi, everyone. For sex. Where do I put it? I just wanted that, that drop. I just wanted that clean. Beautiful. <laughs> so I meant to say lube, not lotion in my last post. Yes. I'm very dumb. But anyway. Where do I put lube for it to be effective? On my penis? On her vagina? Or both? 
That was posted by uh, Wenji34. I like the immediate change in your tone when the pianos came in. You rolled with that, my friend. Impressive. I'm nothing if not a ride or die for this program. I do whatever it takes. And I'm nothing except for an expert at mistiming the drops. (laughs) All right. What do you do with the lube, my dude? Do you put it on your schwans? Do you put it on the entrance? Do you put it on both? You fucking, you just get fucking covered in the shit. You just fucking just dump the bottle out on your lower half yeah yeah you put it you put it on the stuff anything that's gonna be rubbing together put it on there you'll get you'll get the amounts you'll figure that out i do focus penis Uh and then you got a little left on your hand hit the hit the opening yeah whatever you got left efficient you know, because it's going there. I definitely like. I don't know when this would ever be the situation, but if you got to do one or the other, the penis or the sex toy, it's a lot easier just to get it on the object, yeah, than it is to stick into the orifice. True. You know, you're also uh, specifically for a toy, you're gonna want to go all the way down uh, the insertable length of it with the with the lubricant. You're not gonna want to just do the tip. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you don't want that to slide in easily and then friction's fucking kicking in. That sounds terrible. Friction kicking in on your on your dumper. You don't want that. Uh, another quick uh, lube-related thing. Uh, gels, not your friend. They congeal too easily and they get kind of sticky. That's fucking true. I yeah. need to get something different. Oh, you got a, you got a gel bottle? I had I got Astroglide gel by accident. Oh, fuck. And it, yeah, it's just not, it's exactly what you're talking about. It gets sticky real quickly. Yeah. Sticky real quicky. And that's not what you're into. <laughs> sticky real quicky. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Also standard warnings. Look up if, if you're using a sex toy or if you're using a condom, especially if you're using a condom, yeah. uh, make yeah, sure you're using stuff that's not going to, that's not going to degrade the material. Gotta stay away from the oil based, water based, always with condoms. Big time. All right. Oh, good yeah. luck with the lube. Fuck yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, good luck to our listeners navigating this uh, dystopian hellscape in which we find ourselves. Uh, that was grim. But uh, I just, yeah, I just want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, give a big shout out to Bless. Uh, coming through in the clutch with this fucking soundboard. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, can I get one more? Um, anything we want to talk about? Before we go, uh, Patreon per usual. Patreon.com slash RFTB. $3 a month or more if you're nasty. You get two bonus episodes. Uh, my girlfriend's coming on. We're literally recording it as soon as we end recording this. We're doing a bang bang. We're doing it with, like uh, that's a reference to uh, disgraced comedian Louis. <laughs> disgraced. <laughs> yeah, eating the meal and then another meal immediately back to back. We're doing a bang bang of recording. Uh, so if you want to see how we carry this energy into uh the Patreon episode with my with my beloved uh subscribe 
It's pretty, it's pretty great there. The Shore, my Jersey Shore podcast with Mark Adkins and our friend Colin is going to come soon. We have two more episodes to record for season one and then it will be out. Fuck yeah. So exciting. Yeah. Arthur is really excited about the project. Too excited that he didn't want to come on. He wasn't (laughs) sure if he could contain himself. I was not excited. Let me make that clear. (laughs) You... No, I made, I made my I position clear. Up. No, you're yes. right. Yeah. You, Kyler and I talked about Jersey Shore on a Patreon episode, patreon.com slash RFTB. Uh, Arthur got sick of us talking about Pauly D. But if you're somebody who does want to hear us talk about Pauly D, hop over there. Uh, I think we're going to put it out next month. Keep an eye out. Fuck yeah. Uh, folks, um, I'm going to just say that our intro song is the song hanging on by the band nowhere. You can find their music at nowhere music.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is a song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify. Three different words. The Hey Fellows. Folks. I love you. Oh, thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.